From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Amy Keene, and this is FT News. New research from the Federal Reserve on home ownership rates in the U.S. is underscoring the fragile foundation of America's economic recovery. Ten years on from the depths of the financial crisis, younger Americans, that is, Americans under the age of 45, own just 14 percent of America's housing stock. The FT's U.S. economics editor, Sam Fleming, is on the line with me from D.C. Sam, let's start with the key figures from this Fed report. Paint the picture for us. Right. So what the overall picture from the New York uh, Federal Reserve is, um, is one of recovery in the housing market. It's saying that the overall wealth stoked up in U.S. housing is now above its pre-crisis peak um, as of last year. This suggests that um, overall the housing market is actually in very good shape. And certainly we do not see the massive amount of over leverage that we saw during the precursor to the housing crisis in 2007, 8, 9. So that's the aggregate picture. What they do is they look underneath uh, the, the overall pictures and start looking at uh, where people are doing well and where people are doing less well. And one of the big messages that comes out of their analysis is that um, there's a big discrepancy in terms of generational ownership of housing wealth. Home ownership rates have uh, fallen quite sharply for people under 45 in the US. Uh, And uh, that's been going on really since the mid 2000s. And so as a result of that, uh, a lot of those who are in younger generations are missing out on this big rebound in the housing market. You've got more people renting, perhaps you've got a big subset of the millennial generation still living at home, you know, not able to to sort of get out on their own. But there's there's some sort of bigger structural issues, I guess, with this younger generation unable to be a part of the housing market and home ownership. Can you just sort of spell that out for us? Uh, so, I mean, if the, the, the numbers are quite striking. About 40% of housing wealth is now in the hands of those aged above 60 Back in 2006, on the eve of the financial crunch, it was 24%. On, on the other hand, those, as you mentioned before, those under the age of 45 only hold 14% of the US housing wealth, which is down from 24% in 2006. Now, if you hold less of less wealth in terms of uh, housing, that has a number of ramifications. In, in particular, housing can be used as a way of extracting value from your home and um, creating spending power. Now, you obviously want people, if they extract equity from their home, to use that equity, to use that cash wisely. And that's a whole other issue. But at least it can smooth out your income in the face of economic shocks. If there's a big uh, economic recession, having a sitting on, on a house which has value beyond the, uh, the value of the mortgage is at least some comfort during that period of economic strain. People can also use uh, home equity withdrawal as a way of investing obviously in the value of their house, but also in, an invest- in a business potentially or in their own education or that of, of people in their family. So if uh, home equity withdrawal is less available as a mechanism than it used to be, then that can have implications for the overall performance of the economy. And I think what the New York Fed is, is really flagging up is that the smoothing uh, impact of housing wealth is more absent now among younger generations than it used to be. So so on the surface, we have this story that younger Americans, those under the age of 45, are just not able to, you know, to, to buy property at the same rate that perhaps some of the older generations have. But this sort of gets at a bigger issue about the American economy, and that is the sort of reliance on homeownership as, as a means or as a gateway to acquiring wealth later on. 
Sure. I, I mean, we, we've seen uh, since the mid, early mid 2000s, a very, very sharp fall in the rate of home ownership in the US. It's come up a little bit more recently, but it's still far, far below the levels that it achieved uh, during the housing boom. Now, what What's actually happened is the home overall home ownership rate, although it's nowhere near the the peaks um, of you know close to seventy percent in the housing boom, it is kind of getting close to its long term average since the over the past fifty years or so. So overall home ownership has begun to stage a bit of a recovery to its long term average. That is not the situation at all amongst um, younger generations in America. Their their home ownership rates um, still haven't really staged much of a recovery or a very minor recovery, if anything. And that's you know again, I mean there there are pros and cons with that. I mean if you don't own a house, it can arguably mean that you're mo- more mobile. Um, and geographic mobility, economists say, is a good thing if you can move to where economic attractions or economic opportunities are, then and that can be a positive uh, thing. And so you're less tied down in a sense, um, if you don't have a mortgage and so on. But as I said earlier, the the other the, the flip side to that is if you're sitting on on housing wealth or wealth in general, that can make you more resilient to an economic shock. And what we've seen is wealth inequality has has dramatically grown in the US. More than 80%, I think, of the value of the stock market is held by the top 10% of the US population. And also housing, uh, housing wealth, which used to be more broadly distributed, is now becoming more concentrated intergenerationally uh, and also in terms of income brackets. So... Uh, overall, this uh, this does remove, uh, as you said, one of the pillars of um, the overall economy, that as, at least as we've known it in the past. I shouldn't say remove, that's overstating it, but certainly reduce the role, the margin of that, at least in some generations and uh, in some demographic groups. And so, I mean, if you think of there's been so much discussion about economic inequality in the U.S. all the way back to the Occupy Wall Street movements and then through the 2016 election. But as you say, these figures really point to a generational inequality, at least as it, as it pertains to, to housing wealth. What do you think this sort of means for you know the next round of elections, be it the midterms or even the next presidential election? And then I guess more broadly for the US economy. Well, I mean, certainly inequality is a feature of politics in both, both of the main parties. Um, inequality and those being left behind by economic opportunity is clearly a key plank of uh, the Trump uh, campaign's pitch. Uh, for the vote. Um, it's also, we have a big, deep divides in the Democratic Party as well in terms of what kind of, how radical policy responses should be to inequality. Uh, and really those divides between the left of the party and more moderate sections of the party have yet to be resolved. And uh, obviously the uh, the race to be the next Democratic presidential candidate is just one very public expression of that internal debate within the Democratic Party. But you're seeing it, I think, at a grass roots level as well. I was in California a few weeks ago writing about the housing market there and the the extent to which uh, in the Bay Area people are pretty much foreclosed from the housing market if they aren't extremely well off, uh, at least foreclosed from purchasing a house in that area. And you're seeing a very big upsurge in in what they call yimbies yes in my backyard people um who are you know very much younger activists who are campaigning to liberalize planning laws and allow greater home building in the bay area in a, in a bid to address some of the costs 
uh, that are associated, the soaring costs are associated with housing and, and unlock some more supply. So it's not only a debate that you're seeing in the big parties at a national level, but you're really seeing an activism in, in big cities, especially amongst younger generations as they try and tackle some of the issues about unaffordable housing. Yeah, a real, a real turning point in the discussion of, of what it means to own property. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save 